This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Riley Smith. We're on the phone with Jim McCormick of agmarket.net as we take a look at the markets this morning. Uh, First off, Jim, how are we looking in the grains today? Well, good morning, Riley. We have kind of got a mixed day going on going into the day session. We've got the bean market a little bit under pressure today. The meal market and the bean oil market are all lower last night. On the other hand, the wheat market and the corn market seem to be catching a little bit of a bid. Corn seems to be catching a little bit of technical bid right now. We do have option expiration on Friday, so that may be having an impact. But the big story that's affecting the markets more than anything is the weather in South America. It is continuing to transition from that drought that they've been seeing in Argentina, Riley. It is starting to get rain. They've got rain over the weekend. There's a couple more rain events coming in over the next 10 days. It's not going to completely solve the problem of the drought. It's definitely not going to revive the crop, but it will help stabilize the crop, and it will help the later planted crops more than likely. So that fuel to this bull run has probably been that dry weather. And with that story not there, you're seeing a little bit of pressure. And then the other thing we're looking at is the export situation right now. Brazil has been slow to get off, get started on exports. That's starting to pick up pace as that pace in increases as we go into the latter part of January into February and March. I fully expect the Chinese to quit buying U.S. beans and shift all their demand over to the Brazilian beans, and that demand concern is also probably putting a little bit of pressure on the market as well in the bean complex. Right, and I've heard that the situation down in Brazil right now is actually kind of a like an inverse export-wise of what we've seen in the U.S. You know, we've had uh, strong beans but weaker corn, and then in Brazil recently they've been seeing strong corn but weaker beans. Exactly. And what we're seeing is what you're going to ha- see what's going to happen, Riley, is that's going to change both here and there. What I mean by that is the Brazilians have been selling a lot of corn to the Chinese specifically. And Connor Seasley, what will happen now as they start picking up beans, that export program for corn will die off. They will start exporting beans. We've been shipping a lot of beans. We will stop shipping beans. And when we, you know, traditionally we will start exporting corn. So we should hopefully start seeing a little bit of a loadout program for the corn. If that demand comes in as anticipated, that should help provide a little bit of support for corn. It'll definitely help provide support to the bull spreads if that demand for exports comes in as it traditionally does this time of year. Right. And then what would it take for the U.S. to uh, get some of that demand back, particularly from China? Because I, I would imagine that even if we have discounted prices at this point, there's been so much work going on between China and Brazil that it's going to take a bit to sway them from that. Well, what you're going to see is I think that's why you're going to get the move from the Brazilian beans relatively quick. The Chinese have been filling their needs with the U.S. beans simply because the delayed harvest of China due to the wet weather. So they're going to run away from the U.S. beans relatively quick. The corn's the wild card. China has been needing to import corn. They cut that deal to import corn from the Brazilians earlier in the year or late last year, excuse me. They've been buying the Brazilian beans. So the real question now is, does China need it at this point in time? Because if China does need corn to feed their livestock and their, you know, their, their, their industrial sector, there's really not a lot of suppliers out there. You can get grain out of Ukraine, but it's still very, very slow due to the Russians kind of mucking up the, uh, you know, the boats going in and out of the ports. So the Chinese knew the, need the grain. We're kind of the only store in town roughly from January, February until the Brazil safrina crop is harvested, which doesn't happen to late July. So now it's all going to come down to need. If China needs it, they're going to have to come to the U.S., and that should be supportive. So that's what we're waiting for. That's what the trade's anticipating, but we need to see those sales. 
And then, of course, uh, that rain that we've been seeing down in Argentina, uh, that's more of a uh, developmental rain at this point for the crop, right? They should be pretty much done planting. They should be, yeah, they're pretty much done planting, so it's just going to help. You know, the earlier planted corn, that means it's not going to help at all. The damage is done. The later stuff, it should kind of support it. But, like, as a whole, especially in the beans, Brazil crop and some of these other countries in South America are so big, they're going to offset a good chunk of the loss of that lost production in Argentina. Meal is going to be the wild card for the world. Argentina is a big exporter of meal. That's why the bean meal market has exploded higher. The funds have carried a record long position in the meal because of that. But if Brazil has a big enough crop, they will sell their beans to the Brazilian, or excuse me, the Argentina miller or you know crushers, and the Argentinians will continue to get the meal out to the world. So if you're long beans, in essence, in the bin, or you have not done any marketing for the new crop, the 2023, I think you got to keep a very close eye on it right now. That fund position is the biggest ever, Riley, in the meal. It is the biggest bean position the funds have carried in about nine months. If these funds decide to exit those trades, um, there's a lot of people going to run through a very small set of doors, which could cause a pretty nasty reaction to the downside if the funds decide to get out of that trade. All right, and then on the other side of the marketplace, those livestock markets are about to get underway today. What are we expecting to see from that? Well, hopefully we get a little bit more technical rebound from it. The cattle market overall is still running under that bullish cattle on feed report. In general, the supplies continue to tighten the cattle. Demand still the question we're looking at. But if you look at it on the technical side of the equation, uh, you know, the cattle market went right down to trend line support a few days ago, bounced off of it. It's back above all the moving averages. averages. So technically the cattle's trying to turn. Hogs, we are trying to put that low in the hog market. We haven't seen it yet. We're massively oversold. We're trying to stimulate some demand. I think we're very close to it, but we haven't got that signal yet. All right. Lots of great information today, Jim. For those of our listeners who would like to get in touch with the folks at agmarket.net, how can they do that? You can reach me directly at 815-665-0461. Reach any of the Ag Market team members at 844-424-6758 or go to our website, agmarket.net, to sign up for our research or sign up for our conference that's happening here the first weekend of February in Nashville. That again was Jim McCormick of agmarket.net. We'll go ahead and take a look at those opening market prices. At the opening market session, March corn is up half a cent at 6.77 and a half. December new crop up one even at 5.92 and a quarter. March soybeans down a quarter of a cent at 14.88 and a quarter. November new crop up half a cent at 13.38 and a half. March soybean meal down 90 at 4.58.90. Soybean oil down 40 at 60.58. Chicago wheat up nine and a half at 7.44 even. Minneapolis spring wheat up nine and three quarters at 9.12 and three quarters. Kansas City hard red wheat up 15 and a quarter at 8.49 even. March oats up one even at 3.76 even. On the Merck, February live cattle down 20 at 157.65. January feeders up 22 at 179.17. Lean hogs down 17 at 76.92. Pork cutout down 40 at 85 even. Class 3 milk up 3 cents at 19.46. And that's been a check of the opening market prices. Thanks again to Jim McCormick of agmarket.net for joining us today. Make sure you stay tuned later for the closing market podcast as I talk with Bill Moore of Price Futures Group here on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network where Iowa Ag matters. I'm Riley Smith.